0: Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Welcome back, guys. I hope you were able to tune in last week as we began this series on compulsiveness. Last week was on emotional compulsiveness and just, um, acting out and lashing out and emotions just in a way that isn't, um, using it in the way that Christ has called us to. So this week we are going to be talking about living with less physical compulsiveness. So, um, we're going to go through three topics. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is really vulnerable for me. I feel like I'm just sharing, um, two in particular that have just been real struggles for me. Um, I'm so thankful that God has seen me through it, that he's given me wonderful people in my life to just help me work through these areas of my life. But I really felt the need to address compulsiveness um, in a physical way. Because when we are trying to physically fill the voids that are going on in our life and we're not turning to Christ, um, that is so, it's so hurtful to ourselves. And I know that that is not what the Lord wants for us. So the three points that we're going to be looking at are sex, food, and spending money. I think most people have turned to one of these three things to feel better about whatever situation you're going through in your life. And unfortunately for me, Um, I know that I have found myself turning to these things um, throughout different seasons of my life when I'm not believing that God can help me feel better or I'm walking in shame of something that I've already done and I don't know how to get out of it. So I want to dive into the most uncomfortable topic for me to talk about first and it's sex or doing sexual things. So, if you've been following the podcast for a while now, you've probably got a little bit of an idea of some of the areas I've struggled with just when I've talked about my past and, you know, really struggling with, um, you know, keeping purity with my body. And I'm just not quite understanding and not believing um, just how special I am to the Lord. So, unfortunately, I, you know, kind of succumb to what the world says about this area of our life and the fact that um, it's okay to dabble in sexual sin before you're married. And I do want to note that you can even be committing sexual sins when you are married. If you and your spouse are not on the same page about things, um, you know, you need to have those conversations because people, oddly enough, do have different perceptions of things when it comes to that. So I just, if you are married, um, please talk with your spouse about those things just so you guys are really on the same page. But when I was not married, um, this was an area of my life that I had a really hard time with and compulsiveness just really fit this, um, this week for me and talking about the physical side of it, because, You know, society continues to tell us that, you know, they dumb it down. They make it sound like it's not going to hurt you. You know, you move on and everything's okay. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you. The amount of healing and prayer and time and like digging and searching that I have had to do because I was one that just took the bait of the world and what they had to say about this area. It's absolutely heartbreaking. So when I was writing about the sexual side of this, I wanted to know what compulsiveness, what it said in the dictionary. It said, irresistible urge, gripping, uncontrollable. Those three words, like, I don't want to go near anything that has those three things attached to it, unless it's following Christ. That like, Christ is irresistible, amen to that. Like, I will follow that all day. But anything of this world if it becomes irresistible, if it's a deep urge or desire, gripping or uncontrollable, we need to flee from that. And when I look back at my life and I see that so much of these sexual decisions were made by insecurity that, you know, I wasn't properly dealing with certain areas of my life so I would head straight to the answer that actually was hurting me the most. And I know that sexual sin looks different to everybody, but I must you know, point out that the Bible tells you what is a sin in this area. It is very, very clear. Um, if you don't know what those are, I just challenge you in the most loving way to go to God's word and say, Lord, I actually don't know what you say about these things can you teach me can you show me and start going through his word and untucking those things and realizing that like he has these laws and these orders and um all of these things set up because he loves us so much and because we are so special to him and sex is such a gift and a treasure when it's used in the right way um And, you know, I have just learned so much about that just in these last handful of years. My husband and I have been married for um, almost four and a half years. And, like, I'm still learning about just the gift that um, this really is from the Lord. So what do we do when this behavior, like, comes up again and we're having an issue and, you know, we don't know what to do with it. We don't know why it's so tempting and irresistible. So I'm going to take us right back to Romans 12 2, where we were last week and I'll read the verse again. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So when we're talking about sex and sexual sin, um, we can just look at the Bible and say, okay, is what I'm doing good, acceptable, and perfect? And typically, especially when not in the you know, context of marriage, no, it's not good, acceptable, or perfect. But like I said, again, there are things going on within marriages that are not good, acceptable, and perfect either. So everyone needs to be you know, taking advice from Romans 12 too. But the hard part about being so compulsive in this sexual area is that so many people believe, well, I did it before. It doesn't matter. I already ruined my purity. Like I can't get it back. That is such a trap. That is such a lie from the enemy. And I believed it for so long. I believed it. Oh my gosh, for far too long. Because the enemy wants us to feel that when we're up against our temptations, that when we're up against this compulsive behavior, he wants us to feel like we're weak. And I remember when, um, you know, Corey and I really began um, really pursuing God-centeredness within our relationship. And we turned our relationship around. We got our priorities straight and we decided we weren't going to do you know, X, Y, and Z before we were married. And I remember so many times because to me, guys, um, the the compulsiveness behind that whole sexual desire thing, like I said, it was my insecurity. To me, that meant like that if I did this, that means a guy really likes me. Well, that is a lie. That is a lie from Satan. If the man is the right man for you, he will like you without that. Um, i wholeheartedly believe and praise the Lord that God showed me that truth that our relationship did not have to have that in it for Corey to truly love me. And I remember some nights, you know, I would go to bed and just thoughts would be swirling through my head, you know, and the enemy's trying to feed me with lies that if, if you're not doing these things, and like your relationship's gonna go up in shambles. And I remember I would just lay there at night, sometimes with tears streaming down my face, and I would just pray, God, help me see you as bigger than my temptations. And guys, God was—he showed up so big in that area of my life. I mean honestly, I almost have no words because I was so blown away by the way that God loved me through that season. And another thing I did get when I was going through that season, when we, you know, turned our relationship around was, um, I got an accountability partner and she checked in with me every single week. Um, just to, you know, be sure that everything was good. I was, you know, making good choices and, you know, she was praying for me and, Again, just the love of God that I saw in that season was so amazing. And I just pray that like you can believe that no matter um, where you're at in that type of compulsiveness, like wherever you are in that sexual sin, God can bring you out of it and he can redeem you. He can absolutely redeem you and change your heart and he can be bigger than any temptation The next area of struggle for me that um, I really used to fill fill a void in my life for, it was about five years, um, was food. Either eating too much food or eating too little food. Um, I constantly teetered back and forth on eating my feelings because I was so upset or heartbroken or angry about things, or I would choose to not eat so I could just control My feelings and felt like I was in control of really what was going on in my life. And this was a vicious cycle of sin. Um, And I remember feeling like eating is ruling my world. Like I, I don't even know how to get out of this. So whether you're heading to the store to buy the gallon of ice cream or you're sitting down listening to this, knowing that you only ate an apple today, I pray you know that I know your pain. And I know the shame that you're feeling when you're dealing with this. As I remember walking in it. I can also tell you that I know the enemy is trying to fill your mind with reminders that you'll never get past this. You'll never get a grip on this. But I am here to tell you with absolute certainty that God is greater than anything That you're dealing with. And he can see you through this. And in Romans 12.2. It says. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. This trap. You know that. The whole eating issue can cause. We can overcome this. When we allow Christ. To control our mind. Because then we can let him renew you. Another great resource for me when I was dealing with all of this was a Christian counselor. Um, I was able to just bounce off of her the things I was thinking of and she was able to give me tools in sorting out this area because it is really hard to overcome. The issue of eating and being compulsive with it, whether you're eating too much or eating too little, it's like a mind game. And it's hard because you sometimes feel like you're stuck on a hamster wheel and you can't get off. But you know, if you jump off the hamster wheel, it's going to hurt. But guys, I got to remind you, God is there with like a little grace parachute. Um, You know, when you take that leap of faith, he's going to catch you. I'm not going to say that it's going to be, you know, super easy to work through, But I am now on the other side of it. Um, Four and a half years of not dealing with that issue. Praise God. It is all glory to him. But it is possible. With God, all things truly are possible. Again, they're not easy. But with prayer and help and a heart that's seeking change, it can happen. Like we can overcome things. We can overcome these struggles. The last topic that I wanted to talk about in this, um, you know, issue with doing things to fill these voids is compulsive spending, spending money. How many times, you know, have we had a hard week or a really hard day and we just want to treat ourselves only to find myself, you know, making the appointment to get my nails done And then it turns into me going to Target for one thing that turns into like 15 things. And then to top it all off, I want to go get a Starbucks just to put the cherry on top. I've now spent $80 to feel better. That sounds ridiculous to me. When I like say it out loud and I do the math. And I'm not saying that self-care is not okay. Because self-care is absolutely an okay thing. We all need, you know... To do something every once in a while to feel, you know, rejuvenated. I hope that some of that is spending time with the Lord. But like we should not be going out spending 80 plus dollars on a bad day to feel better. Like I can be the queen of buyer's remorse um, even when I need something. Sometimes I get home and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I actually need this. But guys, when I have done a day of treating myself because of having a bad week or a terrible day, I feel horrible inside. I find myself trying to explain why I did what I did when no one's even asked me to explain why. So for example, I know this has happened to some of you because this has happened to me multiple times when I act this way. You know, you get up to the checkout and someone's like, oh my gosh, that's such a cute top. Like, I love that. Where was that in the store? And I say, oh, it was back there. I'm just treating myself because I had a really bad day. So I deserve it. Really? Again, when I hear myself say this, all I can think about is, Chelsea, you don't deserve anything. Like, you don't control your own happiness. I am headed down a really, really dark hole if I believe that, you know, going out and spending money and the fact that I control myself and the fact that I deserve to do these things if I'm having a hard time, that is a scary road to start going down. And I've gone down it many times because Christ controls my happiness But honestly, happiness sometimes feels like such an earthly word that, no, Christ controls my fullness. You know, when I look at this and I look at, like, the whole spending money thing and trying to equate my happiness with how much money I spent or what I bought myself that day, when I wrote it down and I literally wrote, latte over Jesus, I mean, it felt like a mic drop to me because $80 later, I look at that and I realize I should have just spent like 20 minutes listening to worship music, having a good cry, praying, asking someone to pray for me. All three of these areas that I've just talked about, they all have the same thing in common. They're all being used to feel a deep void that only Christ can fill. Sex and food and a new purse will not ever renew me. When used to fill up the gaping hole that only Christ can mend, we end up feeling worse than we started with. And we end up feeling farther from God. We need to drench our hearts in Romans 12 too. We need to remember that God sees us and he knows us. And he, the creator of all things, created you and me. He wants to replenish us. I have to stop turning to the things of this world when the only answer is Jesus. The only answer is Jesus. And that prayer that I prayed... A handful of years ago when I was having a really hard time, you know, in that whole sexual sin department of saying, "God, I need you to be bigger than my temptation." That's what we need to be praying in all of these areas. That when, you know, you go to reach for the jar of peanut butter or when you go to to go to sleep at night and you you know, I haven't eaten like all day. Instead of letting that temptation override, say, God, I need you to be bigger than my temptation. Please help me through this. And you can put down the food that you're about to indulge in. Or you can go downstairs and you can eat with freedom because you know that you need to have a nourished body. And when you go out to spend the money to make yourself feel better from having a really bad week, before you hand over your cash or before you go use your card... You need to really sit with yourself and I need to really sit with myself before I do that and say, God, is this going to make me feel better or is this going to make me feel worse? Am I, am I trying to like equate my fullness and dollar signs or do I need to sit with you for a while? I really, really hope that this area, um, of, you know, physically acting out on our compulsive areas of our life. Like I really pray that we can just figure out the fact that like God does get us. He knows us and he wants the very best for us. But most of all, guys, he just wants us to sit with him and he wants us to ask him to be bigger than the things we're struggling with. So I pray you can find yourself doing that when you're feeling these things bubble up. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to talk with you guys next week as we'll be wrapping up this series. Um, so I look forward to talking to you guys then. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at livingwithlesspodcast.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me. And I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you are fully loved and fully known by God.